I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of your sexiest podcast in the whole world. Shameless Shameless sex. Oh, man, we haven't done a jangle in a while. That was a good one. That was a good jangle. I like the part at the end. Me too. Yeah, that's good. It's always fun. Is that still inspired by Dyaka? Maybe. My Dyaka. It could have been. I'm going to put my Dyaka in your vagina. I haven't sung on the podcast in a while. Oh, my gosh. My share impression. You're overdue. Oh, my God. I did put that on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, <laughs> I actually didn't get permission from April. She probably had What did you put on there? Just that, Maybe it's my personal Instagram, but you singing Cher Where, in, in Mexico. Was, oh, in Mexico? Oh, my God. Yeah. She's got a good I was just impression. went to a girls weekend this past weekend. Did you sing Cher? And someone secretly recorded me doing it, too. And then she <laughs> showed me, and I was like, what? It was like full dancing and like doing the whole... See, movement. If, you, if you're ever having a girls weekend, we don't ever need to hire a stripper or a performer. We have April. Yeah. <laughs> She'll do all the things for us. She's like, bring out those 20s. I know you got them in your wallet. I don't want those singles. Yeah, bring out those big bills. I want the hundos. I want those rupees. <laughs> the rupees? Give me them rupees. I think I have some leftover rupees, maybe. All right, so this episode is with friend and designer T.T.I. from Crave. Crave is a very innovative sex toy company actually here in the Bay Area in San Francisco, and they make some of the best sex toys out there, in my opinion. Uh, she is a female designer. There's not a lot of them out there, so she makes products by women for women, but you can use it for all kinds of bits. She even makes the ever-popular popular vibrating necklace called the Vesper. So you get to learn all about how she became a designer for sex toys. Also, how to about choose the right sex toy because not all sex toys are created equal, especially in terms of materials, levels of vibrations, uh, ethics, etc. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. These days. And we've been a fan of her products for years. I also done some work for Crave, so I know a lot of other sex toys. And the sex shop that I own with my mother, Pure Pleasure Shop in Santa Cruz. Well, now we are all online, but we were a brick and mortar for 12 years. That's how April and I got our start in sex toy industry. Guess what? We carry their products on our website at purepleasureshop.com. And you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. And this includes the ever-popular vibrating necklace, the Vesper. And I would say... I want to just add that I've had one of their products for five plus years and it still works. It's so well made. Yeah. It's it's so, even though it may be a little higher price than you're comfortable spending, it will last you a long time and the motor is just incredible. Well, in this podcast, you'll understand why you do get what you pay for, why a lot of sex toys uh, are not necessarily made with the best materials, might not last you that long. So it is an educational experience. Plus, maybe, I don't know, maybe you want to design some sex toys someday. Who knows, listeners? You can learn some things. If not, Get that vibrating. You want to design a, it's some sex toys? Sexy. It's sexy. Did you say you want to? No, I said if you do. Oh, if like, you do. Maybe if you're listening, maybe you do. Submit your design to here 
and info at shamelessex.com. We got our trademark approved. We got a trademark. We officially, I guess, own a Shameless Sex, the label. So don't you bitches be using that out there. Because it's we're ours. Coming after you. Although we they won't. were like, you know you can't legally own the term sex, right? We're like, we know, but we own Shameless Sex. That happened with some other word. Someone tried trademarking a word. Just oh, one I, word? One word that's commonly used. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe I'm bringing this up, and I can't remember what it is. But yeah. I just heard this the other day. It was something very common and simple. Yeah, like you cannot own the rights to that one like word. the word music, right? Or, or like, dog. Yeah. yeah. I own dog. I own dog. Yeah, we don't own sex, but we own shameless sex. Yes, we do. Okay, so we're going to read a sex question about uh, friends with benefits. Uh, and before we do that, and then we're going to have a bio, and then we're going to dive right in the episode with T from Crave. And before we do that, we want to talk about Intimo or Intamo, Pleasurables. Uh, we talked about this in our last episode. I was specifically praising the Jolette dildo. If you didn't hear about it, you should go listen. It hits all the right spots. It's molded after real vulva owner's anatomy, which most sex toys, they actually don't even go that into um, the true anatomy of what the user might like. Uh, but I also want to praise their water-based lube. So, you know, we love lube. And our favorite water-based lube is their Smooth Operator by Intimo, Intimo Pleasurables. It smells like roses. Yum. I love everything rose-scented. Um, it is all-natural, very body-friendly. And it has hydroluronic acid, which actually makes it super moisturizing. And they also offer many other plant-based lubes and sexual self-care products made in Canada. I love Canada. Ooh, go check it out. Canada, eh? And right now, our listeners get a free bottle of Intamo Lube when you spend $100. Just use code SHAMELESSFREE at IntamoPleasureBoutique.com. That's a bonus bottle of some of the best water or oil-based lube out there. A $30 value, totally free. Just go to IntamoPleasureBoutique.com and use code SHAMELESSFREE. And be sure to follow them on Instagram at Intamo Pleasure Boutique. Go check it out. Sex question time about friends with benefits. And I will first say that this sex question, they, there's no gender pronouns stated in here. So I do not know uh, what gender pronouns these folks I thought folks you were going to be like, I first want to say, April, will you be, will you be my, my friend buddy? with benefits? Will you be my FB? My we are kind of friends with benefits, but they're not sexual benefits. I, I always call you my non-sexual life partner. Oh, Yeah. I feel the same. I know. I love you very much. Yeah. Okay. So from these individuals uh, who I do not know how they identify for the past four years or so we have my friend and I have been had an on and off intimate relations with one another when we were between long term partners. We are very much physically attracted to each other. But as of two months ago or so, I slowly found myself becoming more emotionally attached to them. I would very much entertain the idea of us trying to become more than just friends with benefits, but I also find myself not wanting to ruin the wonderful friendship that we have built in this time. Are there questions I need to ask myself about the situation, or do I need to lay my heart out on the table and see if they will accept it? Or are there other options possibly? Please help. So friends what with benefits. What are the options out so there, Amy? There are stronger feelings. They want to, to explore it, but they also really don't want to hurt the friendship. They are afraid. What are the options out there? April and I are huge fans of just honesty and transparency as much as possible. Unless this is something that you just felt for like two days. But if you're really feeling into it and it feels like there's deeper feelings there, which often happens with friends with benefits stuff. I've had, we have one friend that was friends with benefits with someone, just fuck buddies for, for like years. years. Very successful, but they're also both just very sexual people. Um, you know, they took Jaya's, in episode 126, Jaya's sex quiz. 
to see what your your erotic blueprint is, they would just identify as a sexual. Yeah. Which meaning means that those those types of folks, I think friends with benefits things can work out really well and they're less energetic or sensually connected or charged. Um, and maybe I could be wrong about these folks in this, in this friends with benefits situation. Um, but I feel like often friends of benefits goes like this where one person eventually develops stronger feelings for the other person, or they end up just meeting other people and it ends fairly quickly. It usually doesn't last for years successfully. Um, so this is common, I want to say for this person. Um, and if it feels like these feelings are real, you can't really run away from them necessarily. Uh, I get why you don't want to ruin the friendship. So I think there's a way to express this to your part or your, sorry, your friend to say, Hey, I'm starting to notice these feelings. They feel pretty real for me, but first and foremost, I really value our friendship. and I really don't want to lose that. And I, I guess if this is true for you, I would say no matter what I choose the friendship first and, uh, but I need to be honest with you about these feelings because they feel real. If you don't share the same feelings, then we let's do some repair work to make sure that we can still really feel safe with each other because that's what I really value. But I'm just wondering if you feel that too. Uh, and then you might also find that the friends of benefits thing might need, need to shift, right? If your other person isn't feeling like they can enter into a deeper level with you and you're feeling this strong charge, it may affect the ability to be intimate, intimate, with, intimate with them. And that's okay. But I would say that if the feelings feel real, they probably need to be shared. Otherwise, it'll be weird showing up with your full authentic self. Well, there's always risk, right? There's always risk in this. It sounds to me from the beginning of the question, so between they've been intimate on and off for four years between long-term partners, so it seems like they've probably been each other's crutches if if one or or the other feels uh, lonely or or they need some intimate connection, which is really cool. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, if the feelings are that strong and you're feeling really emotionally attached to them and maybe it's even getting in the way of dating other people because you're constantly thinking about this person, I think you you must lay it out. Now, the risk factor is shifting the dynamic, right? And maybe not getting pieces of the friendship back the way they were because there is this thing. Or you could get a... I'm into it too, yeah. right? This is great. I feel this way too. Uh, the The risk factor is, I say, you you live one time and yeah. YOLO. Put YOLO. It, put it out there. And <laughs> I said YOLO at first. But YOLO. YOLO and YOLO. But <laughs> put it out there. You, you, you do have a little bit on the line. I think if you do it in a mindful, open-hearted, beautiful, thoughtful way, they will receive you and at least be able to communicate with you in a way that uh, or even give them time. You don't need an yeah. answer right now. Right now I need an answer. Yeah. Are you into this? Give them some space and time to think about it, sit with it, process it, and then schedule time to reconnect uh, on that level. And and there are other options too, because I think people think option A is I don't say anything. We just remain friends with benefits or option B is I do say something and we have to go deeper into a, a really attached relationship. But option C could be what if we still don't have labels about monogamy or commitment, but we start spending more time together and start exploring that as opposed, like you said, having to have know all the answers right away. If the other person is into that, instead of it being this kind of like all or nothing thing that you can just start to explore, well, what does it even feel like if we start to spend more time together? And we now are just less friends with benefits and more 
um, dating or more, you know, partners of some sort, but without just, it be just being like all eggs in the basket. Labeled yeah. with, we are together. See how that works. Cause yeah. you don't even know how that works. You've never even, it's been so non-committal that it maybe that's what made it exciting and work really well. And then sometimes when people start to dive into like, Oh, now there's all these tethers here. So who knows? Um, but the, and the last thing I'll say about that is just, we do know that when we withhold information, it often affects connection. When we have certain feelings that we don't share, whether it's about how much I'm into you or not into you or hurt by you or not hurt by you. Um, it can affect connection and make it really hard to show up. So I'm just a huge fan of maybe not full radical honesty, but if you feel like it's going to affect connection, please share because then how is that going to serve anyone? How are you going to have this continued great relationship and great sex when there's this thing in the way, the elephant in the room? This reminds me of a little joke I want to tell you. Okay. Tell me your joke. What do the left butt cheek say to the right butt cheek? Something about farting. Squeeze me tight. We got to hold this shit together. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Oh my god! Oh, I, I went saw, saw before I read the bio or you read the bio. I went and saw my friend. Uh, you know my friend, and she has two kids. One's a five year old. One's a three year old. And he knew the what's a what do you call a pile of kittens joke? Oh yeah. But I had you know I wanted to pretend like I didn't know it when he told me. It was so much cuter to hear a kid say it than an adult. If you all need a kid friendly joke, what do you, what do you call a pile of kittens? What a mountain! Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> we eat our jokes. All well. Right. Thank you, human, for Thanks, yes for the question. Very insightful, and we hope that it all turns out beautifully. Good luck. Good luck. All right, let's learn about T. Chang. Ooh. So T. Chang is an industrial designer and entrepreneur passionate about designing products for women. She's a co-founder and VP of design at Crave, a San Francisco-based company specializing in aesthetic pleasure products. T leads the design vision for the company's full line of products, which has won international design awards and has led Crave to outlets such as the MoMA Design Store, Standard Hotel, Goop, and St. Laurent. To visit more, look her up on all the social media platforms at Designer T. Remember, that's Designer T-I. Or visit designertea.com. But first... Halloween is right around the corner, and you might be Chewbacca, Bigfoot, or a hairy bear, but it's what's under the costume that really matters, and Manscaped is here to help you stay sexy this Halloween. I gave my partner the perfect package 3.0 kit because it was like a hairy horror scene every time he was grooming, but now no more hair all over the bathroom or between his legs because he can clean up his jewels right in the shower with their waterproof lawnmower 3.0 electric trimmer, or he uses their magic mat, a disposable shaving mat. They really did think of everything. That's why Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-waist grooming for your family jewels. So why not treat your testes like they're your besties and try the Manscaped anti-chafing ball deodorant and ball toner spray. Your precious pumpkins will be smelling fresh and feeling smooth and clean. And you can get your grooming game in shape too because Manscaped is giving our listeners 20% off and free shipping with code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SHAMELESS. Trick or treat and happy Halloween, y'all. And now it's time for the interview. 
All right, everyone, it is episode time, and we are here with designer and, I will say, dear friend, T from Crave. T, T-I, everyone. Uh, you're like, T, this is like the tea that we drink. No, it's T, the most awesome, innovative sex toy designer out there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, April and I have been huge fans of Crave for a long time, and this episode will be about Crave, uh, formerly known as Incognito, and you'll hear a little more about the story, how T got to be a sex toy designer, but also more about sex toys because not all sex toys are created equal and april and i come from a background of working as sex educators but also in the retail side of the sex industry uh, in the retail industry where we've seen all kinds of sex toys and we've also used a lot of them on our bodies and worked with a lot of customers both uh in your consumers as well as in the retail side um, and talk to folks who have had some not so wonderful experiences with certain materials. Um, so this will be an educational experience, maybe to help you find that perfect sex toy. But without further ado, T, we always start with the same question. Well, first, welcome. But also, uh, we can you share a little bit about your story about how you got to where you are today in the world of designing sex toys? Yeah, so I definitely didn't go to school uh, trying to major in a degree called sex toy design because that <laughs> does not exist. Uh, for me, I wanted to design products for people. And so I got a degree in industrial design. So I started out designing, you know, products people use, like particularly for women, such as hairbrushes, uh, bicycle accessories, bike, um, also some furniture. Um, and I realized very quickly that I, as a female industrial designer, I was really, really rare in this like world of designing products. And so that got me interested in like looking at other, you know, products for women, because if there are so few women designing these products, how could the products for women be that great? You know? And I started thinking about things like breast pumps. Luckily I have not had to use them, but, um, I've heard from many, uh, friends who are mothers, um, how they hated the experience of breast pumps. Um, even safety belts, like every single time I put on a safety belt, I feel like it was designed for people who do not have boobs. You know what I mean? It just like cuts, right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. And so it's one of those things where, as I realized like that's how products are created basically by groups of men, then I started looking at products for women and I was like, man, they really don't have the input of women. You know, it's like they're marketed towards women, but they're not really designed for. And so that's when I decided to really be more strategic and trying to make products better for women because there are so many products for women that are just not optimized. Especially in the realm of, of pleasure products. Uh, I saw Joe Rogan live uh, in, in San Francisco and he was saying he did this skit on fucking tampons are you kidding me do you think a woman actually designed a tampon like a piece of cotton shoved up your vagina i'm like he is so right and it's true yes there's certain things out there that you're like no way that this was designed for my vulva or my clitoris and that it was designed by a woman because no one it's torture sometimes Mm -hmm. oh yeah Absolutely. You and you designed some beautiful products and we'll talk a little bit more about those. One of my favorites though, that not only my favorite, it's like a global favorite is that necklace Vesper vibe that's like gold and chic and rose gold and beautiful. Or silver. Or silver. (laughs) And Amy and I had one for ages and that gave you a lot of exposure and kind of broke open Crave as a brand really. And you still get, I'm sure, tons of like folks that like know the brand because of it. So can you tell us a little bit about where that came from and and why you decided to, to make a vibrating necklace? 
Yeah. Um, so definitely no one said to me, make me a vibrating necklace. That was certainly not something that anyone said nor wanted. Um, however, I, as a designer, um, I'm an aesthetic designer in addition to making sure something works obviously well for people. And in particularly the vibrator industry, I just felt that the products there really didn't embrace good design aesthetics and functionality. And especially when things look so awkward or crazy or weird, it makes people feel a certain way when they use it. And the idea of shame and embarrassment is already, you know, seeped, as you guys all know, it's already seeped in our culture. Um, But yet, why is it that's also in the experience of using toys? So for me, by making something beautiful, by making something that you also want to wear out, um, it's a way of combating that shame because when something is beautiful, it means you're putting time into it. You're, put, you're respecting it and you're honoring it. And as a designer, that's for me honoring the users um, because when something is beautiful, you don't feel embarrassed that you have to um, hide your toy right after you use it because I think that's a very common experience after when um, uh, people use toys is that, oh my God, I need to hide it or, you know, hope nobody sees it. And that is just part of the experience. I think it shouldn't be part of the whole vibrator experience. And so by making something beautiful is to honor that and also, you know, to create conversations because that's what we need to, um, you know, help to fight that and erase that shame and taboo. It's definitely a fun yeah. conversation piece so wearing fun. it out yeah. on, on the so town fun. and people, I love it, or wearing it through TSA or anything like that and having conversations. <laughs> you can. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Totally, and, and yeah, then, totally. It's kind of like the guess what this is game. And they're like, what, like, what is that? And when they find out that it's a vibrator, they want to know where you got it. First of all, it looks beautiful, but also they're like, where do I get one of those? Um, I've given them as gifts to so many different people there. It's, they're, it's they're chic. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe yeah. it. For a vibrator, you don't really find chic vibrators. Yeah. And you actually, I mean, Amy has done product trainings on Crave for years as well. And people are always like, I want one, I want one. Or if they wear it in stores, they sell them yeah. so much. And people are attracted is, to it. There, it's, yeah. yeah, it's an awesome product. Well, so I yeah. still want to know though, wait, how do you get, did you start doing sex toys though? Because you used to be doing, you know, hair brushes and you know that whole thing and like okay more products by women for women but how do you transition into I'm going to make some toys that are going to get you off (laughs) yeah no that's a great question I mean like I said like for me I think I'm a problem solver and I've always been drawn towards designing products for women because obviously you know like I said not that many female designers and when it came to vibrators I just didn't understand why they had to be so ugly I didn't understand why they had to be these like crazy looking things that's always so phallic whereas so many women as you know need some love in the clitoris, you know, and all these products are always very focused on penetrative shapes. Stick and so for me, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's and like, okay, the pinchers. Have you seen those things? I'm like, who yeah. would put yeah. that in yeah. their vagina? Or it looks right like a worm. Like yeah. it's like a, a cute little worm. A worm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, okay. I mean, that's an approach. Okay. But I just felt that for me, that didn't really resonate with me. I wanted something that was just nice, easy to, you know, that I feel have to feel embarrassed about and so I started looking at jewelry because jewelry is a form of self-expression it's just like you know clothes whatever we put on that's kind of what we're saying to the world like hey this is who I am and it's about self-expression and I think when you wear when I think putting the idea of a vibrator on a necklace it's 
saying, this is who I am, you know, telling the world that I'm a sexual being. And I think that has a resonance to today's culture because for so long, female sexuality, we've been oppressed and have had to hide, you know, who we are. And I think some people feel very liberated. And therefore, when they wear it out, they start those conversations that just go in all different places. I think that's really exciting. I could see people, you know, like the, and I'm not shaming like that, that the housewife, but the quiet housewife, you know, and then the, when 50 shades of gray came out and it was like, oh, people were starting to come out of their bubbles a little bit more. Not that the movie was, or, the, or the book or movie was done perfectly in consent. And we all know all that stuff that it yeah. wasn't uh, the best depiction of the kink world, but people started or coming out of their shelves. Or a fine work of literary art. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, that too. Um, and, but then, so that, but then people started to, I think, be a little more brave and bold to share more about themselves and I like the idea of, you know, now you have something, some pieces that you can wear. And I remember, so, and you still have this today. You also have those cuffs too, right? The two, what are they? The two leather cuffs. Leather they cuffs? Like a, yeah, they look like a really cute bracelet, but then it turns into kind of like more soft core mm-hmm. erotic mm-hmm. cuffs. And so they have this, this sleekness, but it's like this, this uh, suggestiveness too. And I like the idea of inviting people, especially people who don't feel sexy, right? They're like, I know I'm a sexy person, but I want to invite more sexy in my life and that we could actually maybe even like wear our sexy in things that other people or it's also the club like you only the, the vesper club right i see like exactly no like oh, yes that is i know what yep. you do no 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 i just like that whole like vesper club it's like the secret sisterhood like i've had people tell us like oh i wore it out and then like the bartender saw me with it and she gave me a knowing wink and she's just like i just felt so supported like another woman is like supporting me you know me like owning my pleasure and i was just like wow that's that's and then you see that a lot and we get a lot of those stories mm-hmm. I, yeah, I love my little Vesper in, my, in rose gold. Uh, I wanted to ask you something about, so a couple of years ago, I think it was a couple of years ago, uh, you were on a design show, right? With T-Pain. Wasn't it T-Pain as the host? T and T-Pain? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was so interesting. I, I, I received blips of it because I didn't have, I think it was on VH1. Wasn't it on VH1, right? It was or, on, um, it's called on Fuse T. Uh, on Fuse. Fuse. So how, how did you, how did you do with that? And like, how was it being a sex toy designer with all of these other designers on that show? I don't know. Did you know that she was on that? I had heard something, but I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So T-Pain um, created a show with Fuse. I think it was called T-Pain School of Biz. And it was all about him coming to the Bay Area and various parts of the country um, and visiting entrepreneurs that are doing or designers that are doing interesting things. So, um, I happened to be on his radar somehow. I don't know. Uh, you know, so they reached out to us. And so his whole crew came to our micro factory in San Francisco. Um, he had a trailer and, uh, it was just really unreal. Like, you know, oh my God, T-Bain, the rap star is coming over here. He came to our factory and basically we walked them through kind of you know, our facility, our R&D, you know, all the different machines and, you know, talking through kind of how we think about designing products. And what, so what you said, micro factory, what is a micro factory? Like, what does that mean? And as opposed to your regular big factory where dildos are made? Macro. Macro? Macro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Micro, I would say like we, I mean, we're in downtown San Francisco. So obviously if we are very, you know, compact in size and so what we do is we have a small assembly line we have a lot of r&d facility where um, we make a lot of our prototypes actually every single one of our prototypes uh, before it goes into production and so when i say micro it just means that it's not a full-blown like assembly line after assembly line after assembly lines as what people are used to when they think of manufacturing in china um it's more of a smaller scale where we still do assembly but just in a smaller size and you've been there amy yes i've totally been there 
there. And I think that that's one of the things that when I've done product trainings on Crave at retail stores, I share that a lot of the brands, a lot of products that are made, they're like made, you know, overseas and they're, people aren't, the, you know, the owners and the people that are really invested aren't overseeing the production. And so, you know, the design changes or they're not. And I also love how you listen to the feedback from, you know, from sex shop owners or employees or bloggers about how this works or doesn't work for their bodies and you have them tested and and refined and so there you can just really tell that there there is a care behind the not only creating something that obviously it's like a business but it looks beautiful and it's something that really works for for most bodies and you have a lot of variety there um i'm really curious about so let's go bring it to the sex toy materials here i know you have things that are made of metal and then there's really high grade silicone and on the market i don't know all you humans that are listening if you've ever gone into a sex shop that looks kind of like a massive walmart sex shop and it's like oh my god i don't even know how to find there's like big rubber jelly dongs and things that look like fists and and i don't know if some of you listeners have had this experience that if you if you buy kind of the 20 dollar dildo and you you bring it home you open the package and there's a smell that comes out and it feels smells very like uh, almost like floral plasticky weird and it can burn when you put it inside your body yeah it can burn yeah like is yeah a, is that it is not phthalates I, phthalates I think they're called phthalates yeah um i can spell it but i can't pronounce it <laughs> yeah, it's like a but, yeah uh-huh. yeah it so phthalates are basically it's a, it's a chemical that they put into hard plastic in order to soften it and that is how they create some of this rubbery, softer texture. However, it's also carcinogenic when it's actually inside your body. And so some of the, you know, much more um, unethical companies, you know, they weren't thinking too much about safety, you know. And so, yeah, some of this mm-hmm. stuff can be found in really old traditional textiles. And they banned phthalates in the 50s in children's toys. And but they, not in sex but toys. But not in sex toys. To this day, it's unregulated yeah. market. It's, yeah. it's treated as a novelty. So even though it was a carcinogenic material that was banned for children in the 50s, it still is used in sex toys today. And that's a huge piece of like why you want to put something, no, no matter if it's inside your body or using it externally, you want to make sure that's good quality well, stuff. And this is a mucous membrane too. Like a penis is a mucous membrane. But they're all mucous membranes. A vulva is a mucous membrane. Mm-hmm. My mouth is a mucous membrane meaning that it absorbs whatever you put in it so you put some not so great materials that are putting emitting stuff um emitting emoting emitting you know what i mean um then it goes into your body and potentially in your bloodstream and so we'll have people that will say i got a rash from that sex toy well you know what was that sex toy made out of um and you know so then so speaking to high quality materials um you all use so just is a metal i believe or maybe do some stainless steel too but also just like really high grade silicone which doesn't emit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So we use definitely body safe silicone. And I think a lot of modern companies now um, really, you know, got the memo on all of that. So a lot of the modern, you know, I wouldn't, you know, that's not so much of a concern, but it is definitely for us, we care about the health and safety. And so of course the uh, silicone is body safe. And then we use a lot of metals, which is actually really rare. So we use a lot of stainless steel. So the Vesper is made as surgical stainless steel um, because it's one of those materials that, you know, is very widely used. And um, I would, you know, I want to say hypoallergenic, but the, the truth is that not every single thing um, can not, not 
Okay, something that's not something that let me back up. Something that's hypoallergenic is not going to be hypoallergenic for every single person, mm-hmm. you know. So someone with extreme metal sensitivities or whatever, I, I you know, like that. That's just. But for the most part, stainless steel is a medical grade stainless steel is often used in surgeries and things like that. And so, you know, based on the information we have, we feel like that is a really good, you know, way to elevate, you know, the materiality and also the design, you know, of a product. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberloop. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberloop, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberlube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone. So whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore. So go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. You know the cool thing about metal toys? You can use silicone lube with it. Hey, shout out to Uber Lube. I wanted to talk to, because I think Crave and T, you've been a huge part of this in your little doctor's jacket that I've seen you in when we're at shows. <laughs> my jumpsuit, my jumpsuit. Yeah, jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. yeah my vibrator jumpsuit. Yeah, it says vibrator it. technician. Yeah. And then you have this Airstream and it was revolutionary and it still is, but now it's probably taking a break because of COVID. But the Build-A-Vibe, you did workshops and different build vibe aspects of at, at not only at consumer shows but even at trade shows for retailers and this build a vibe concept was so cool and it's still used and now people can build their own vibe at their like at their home right you can kind of get your own kit and can you talk about that yeah yeah so actually um we about two months ago we launched a kickstarter campaign um and we created a kit so that people can do build a vibe at home Okay. And we did this specifically because of COVID. Um, like you said, this was something that we did in person. You know, people had so much fun, which trade shows, all these different things. I towed it across the U.S. from San Francisco to New York and back. And yet 
once COVID happened, you know, people were all stuck at home and then we could no longer do these events. And so we like, as a team, we're like, okay, how can we support people? So we basically re-engineered this experience so that um, our vibrator technician can have a small group of people where they can we can teach them how to build their own Duet Pro. So that was part of the campaign. Um, and now that's wrapping up. And now Duet Pro is available on our website. So Duet Pro is a um, programmable vibrator that's external with two motors. And um, it's USB rechargeable and waterproof. And we that's are fine. actually yeah, doing <laughs> a Build-A-Vibe with the Duet Pro. So this is going on the air on Tuesday the 27th. Of October. Of October. 2020. 2020. This will hopefully be in the archives of our, uh, of our, <laughs> our Instagram. But on uh, October 28th, so this is Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're actually going on our Instagram for Shameless Sex. We're doing a Build a Vibe with T, so that'll be over video. You can see our faces and the Build a Vibe. And then it, I think it goes on our Instagram TV permanently, too. So you can go check it out and actually see what we are talking about building our own vibrators. I've been a huge fan of the duet for a long time. Um, and uh, the way I, when I'll give some uh, educational information about the way I de- describe vibrations to people is you can have like your more rumbly vibrators or like thunder. And then you have like your more buzzy vibrators and buzzy vibrators is actually, I feel like the majority of vibrators where when I put it on my clitoris or somewhere on my skin, it kind of seems like it vibrates maybe just like the first, I don't know, half inch of the skin or even less. Mm-hmm. It's just more the it's superficial. It's more the surface, but it's good for people like lighter to medium vibrations or maybe something a little more tickly. But if you're someone who likes stronger stuff and you use a buzzy one, sometimes you're like, this is really annoying. Um, and it's not that you can't learn to get off to it, right? Our brains are our largest sex organs, everyone. So we can train ourselves to learn to get off to lighter vibrations or to get off to, I don't know, just rubbing on this chair next to April right now, if I want to, um, it would just take a lot of practice and a lot of uh, mind power. And, but the powerful rumbly vibrators, um, are the ones where when I put it on my clitoris or or externally, or a lot of times we see them as wand style vibrators. Um, it feels like it vibrates deep inside mm-hmm. of me, but it's hard to find those that are small and silent and, quiet. and discreet. Exactly. And the duet, the duet, um, now the duet pro, right? The duet is one that is, is so small. It doesn't even look like a sex toy, by the way. And it's, so it's discreet, but it makes like no noise, but it has that rumbly sensation that mm-hmm. people, I call them like the power queens. And, and you can take them 300 meters deep. Is it 300? <laughs> I think it was 100 meters. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. Because my co-founder used to be a scuba diver and like underwater photographer, and so for shits and giggles, one time he just like dove down there, like Look, with a vibrator. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, okay, thanks, Michael. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, good. He did test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Like the Duet and the Duet Pro. So they both exist. And the difference with the Duet Pro that we just came out with is that now that you can actually program your own vibration patterns. So, mm-hmm. you know, how sometimes, you know, when like some women, because some women, they don't even know, you know, if they're like more sensitive or whatever, and they're just new to trying different things. So, I mean, you guys know in the shops. And so with like the Duet Pro, if something is like suddenly too strong, even, even some vibes at the lowest setting is too strong for some people um with the duet pro you can actually dial it down even lower or mm. even higher so which is a super nice way to really customize your yeah and i love when things yeah the, the multiple speeds and i would suggest you know to, to listeners if you're you're vibrator hunting you're on the market for vibrators i think um what's what's helpful is 
Well, one, if you can go into a retail store, that's mm-hmm. fabulous. That's not always available during COVID times. But if it is, and especially sex positive ones, you can have conversations with the people that work there and, you know, describe kind of more of the vibrations that you're into and they can hopefully help to find you a toy that you like. Say you want something stronger, discreet and quiet, then you got the duet, the pro. That's a really great option there. And then same with online too. You know, a lot of online retailers these days can also help to give you advice too. But, you know, it's it's like, it's good to do your research ahead of time to know what you're what you're getting into and to know and like we said not all are created equal so good for you all for listening to this podcast and educating yourself on sex story materials and it's ethical you're and it's definitely there it's design centric and so i was curious t what is on the horizon if you can share for for like crave going forward are you going to come out with more because you focus primarily on external toys will that be always the focus you're going to go internal anytime or anal or any of those kinds of directions <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely I think that's a, that's a great question I think you know because we even though we've been at this since 2013 um and I think just as a small company um you know getting good at one thing is really hard you know a lot of companies fail like just not even being able to find the right product with the right you know market fit and I think um over the last six seven you know seven years like we've found that people really really love our products and so with with this whole experience of external and compact and elegant I think we're going to continue to focus on that and you know we're not going to say like hey we're not going to do anything else but I think you know we are here to empower women and you know people who have vulvas and um so you know we just want to continue and double down on that and I think in the area particularly sex jewelry because we started with the Vesper um that is an area that you know I think it just has such a huge cultural resonance right now um you know all of this movement and I think we want to continue with that so this year um it was uh, in January with CES. It was our first time being at CES. You know, I think that's a really good indicator, like, oh, culturally we're moving in the right direction as far as being more open about talking about pleasure and having sex toys show up in mainstream places. Um, you know, we were at CES and we revealed the ring. Have you guys, you, you guys saw the ring, right? I, I didn't see it. Seen the ring. Here we go. All right. So I'm going to put this on. Um, so this is what we revealed at CES. So this is a oh ring. Oh my God. That's so cute. And it is um, surgical stainless steel. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a statement ring basically. And it has a little button right here. Okay. And just like all our other vibes, you just, you know, push it right here and it turns on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then in order to, it has four different modes. Um, so, when is it coming um, out? That's so, I really want one of those. That is soon, adorable. Soon, very soon, soon, soon. So we're working on it. I mean, you know, with COVID, like everything just kind of, uh, yeah, it just halted, you know, a lot of um, product development is really hard because we're all working from home now. So, um, so we're definitely still working on that. But, Will um, it be, but yeah, stay you, tuned. Can you show it on our IGTV when we do that on the 28th? Uh, there for as well. sure okay yeah. Perfect. absolutely so, so people can actually see what what we're talking about here mm-hmm. so it's yeah. gorgeous it's actually one of the prettiest vibes for the fingers i've ever seen and april loves big jewelry i love big jewelry but also oh, that it mm-hmm. just doesn't look necessarily like a vibrator which is why the vesper is so cool mm-hmm. i think that we should throw a, a little safety um end on the vesper and make it an anal safe oh. uh, vibrating toy you need, right? oh, you need like a flange you yeah like a little flange on the end be like oh hey Definitely needs a flange for that one. That one <laughs> not recommended for the anal toys. Okay, I have one question actually that I should know because I've done trainings for for Crave. When you decided to do metal, were you like, hey, let's do metal because we know it'll warm up, and some people like warming, or did that just happen? 
Um, I think we started thinking because it it definitely had that the, the, what is it the, the the material quality when you touch like a piece of plastic versus like when you have something weighted like it just feels more quality and it has more longevity and so for me I was really drawn to that material and then turns out it has all these other great benefits like it warms up you know it can you know, it can play you know temperature uh, play with it as well um, and and also it's just really durable. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of happened. You're like, oh, well, this, this, this is a great material that offers all these different bonuses here. Yeah, I like this just for, for folks that are listening to just to really. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Have you all seen the uh, I've seen this at sex shops before where they have a jar of some terrible material dildos that have been in this jar for like six months and they've all just melted on each other. It's like no. the coolest science experiment ever. Wow. I want to do one in my house in like a glass jar just to have it. And it looks like slime. And, and it just shows this like this is what happens when you buy you know the big $20 toy and what it can do and um, and then and also just like knowing that if it has a scent and and you so just just to know like your bits are precious and be cautious about what you put on your bits and also like your bits deserve to be celebrated and it doesn't mean you have to spend like a million dollars but you can find like the right awesome incredible mm-hmm. toy for you that um just gives you all the pleasure and looks really sexy too i mean you guys know in the last five years you know there have been so many you know new companies that have come out with really cool products and new shapes and they just that the whole you know, idea of using like, you know, phthalates and bad materials, like a thing of the past, you know, even though, you know, it could be still out there, but like, um, there are a lot of really exciting brands, you know, that are just embracing modern good product design philosophy. So, which mm-hmm. is really great. Thankfully, thankfully, but thankfully you have definitely pioneered this movement with not only female designers in the sex toy industry, but also tech. I mean, what you're creating is tech and it plugs in USB plug. I think you were one of the first companies that actually did manufacture products that were with a USB that could be charged directly into your computer. And now it's done more commonly, but I think that you wouldn't know when you buy a crave toy that it's a sex toy. And I think that's the coolest piece. And I'm just so thankful that this is a movement that is happening, T, and that you have been such just a creative asset and just this top designer. And I can't wait to see what else you're going to do. I can't wait to do a build Thank you. I know Build yes. Vibe on Wednesday, October yes. 28th, everybody. I, I needed a new duet. I actually used my old duet the other day. I was describing it to my partner about it because because it was I was like talking about this. So the duet, my partner was like, which one is it? I was like, you know, the one with the prongs that we use something on the occasion for this. We use the one that's like the travel one because it's nice and small and that one. It's like, oh, yeah, that one. I like that one. Cause I, and also, I'll just say, I've used it on nipples. I've used it. Yes, it's really good for that. Nipples, head of the penis likes vibrations too. You uh-huh. know, so like, just because something is designed for a clitoris doesn't mean that other parts of the body can't respond to it and enjoy it as well. Not all things. And are I've had safe, mine but... for like five years, maybe, or a, a several, like a, lo- a long time. I, I, I think I got it right when it came out. So correct me if I'm wrong. It was probably five or six years ago, but it still works. And it still is. Yes. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. This is yeah. the stuff that you're getting with yeah. good products. Yeah. You do get what you pay for y'all. Mm-hmm. That is, that is such a true saying. That is yeah. such a true saying. I know. So T, where can people find you? And of course you mentioned Crave, but can you tell people how they can uh, buy Crave products and find you in general? I follow you on Instagram. I love your Instagram. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Well, my personal Instagram is at designer T I one word. And for Crave, if you want to check out Crave products, it's at love crave one word, L O V E C R A V E.com. 
Perfect. And remember, y'all, to tune in. If this is something you're listening to uh, when we release it, we are going to do Instagram Live, which actually will be Forever Green because those now go onto our IGTV. So you can watch us building a vibe and see the gorgeous tea in person because she is absolutely gorgeous inside and out and what she's creating is gorgeous so i want more and then if you pay a five hundred dollars on a patreon you get to be using it on april's clitoris Ooh, just oh, kidding wow, wow. <laughs> i did not know amazing cool, yeah <laughs> So sign me up. (laughs) I know y'all are probably craving crave, but you know, sometimes I crave some wine. So I just want to give a shout out to our wine sponsor, who is everyone probably knows by now, Margins Wine. Amy and I have been drinking and we are drinking it. Not since 1995, but since (laughs) 2017, when we first launched this podcast, see why we love it so much. Boutique, small batch wines, just like beautiful sex toys that are out there. There's beautiful wines that you can buy too. They ship almost everywhere in the continental United States. And we have coupon codes. Go to our website to check those out so you can save um, Juan. and i love you i love you t and I love you too oh, I love I, you guys oh, we'll get to see time. each other in person in your jumpsuit soon that was the plan yes yeah thank you one day yeah, yeah one, day. one day soon and thank mm-hmm. you to all you shameless sex revolutionaries we'll see you next tuesday ciao for now Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.